everyone for joining and thanks to you for joining as well danny i know you're you're a busy busy man mario you legend yeah uh yeah it's listen man busy busy and productive are two different things right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure it's all about finding that efficiency balance isn't it yeah i'm always trying to chase that bloody hell that's, yeah, that's, the, lane I'm, that's the lane that i live in trying to be more productive well, I see you at the gym at 7am, so I'm assuming that's a no lunch break, so I'll go early kind of thing. Literally, the only reason I go in the mornings is no heroics. It's just so I can go before my kids get up. <laughs> Honestly, because otherwise you're eating into their time. So again, it's just like time management, trying to get in there before, uh, before they wake up, have an hour with them, and then you ain't got to think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's good. It's interesting. I, I work in the morning, do my side hustle, this stuff in the morning, and then, yeah, I'll spend a bit of time with the kids, and then on the lunch, I'll try and go for a run. I need to get into it in the mornings, but it's not but do, But do you? But do you? You might not. That might suit your lifestyle. That might it work does. Perfectly. It does. You think you get the quiet time, don't you, in the morning without, yeah. without the kids, because when they get up, all hell breaks loose, as you know. So I must say, right, before like before 7 a.m so maybe five to seven if i start work at that time i'm my most tapped in like i'm the most focused yeah and i wish i could work more in those hours but the trade-off is if i don't train i'm a horrible person so i trade <laughs> it off i trade it off with the training <laughs> yes mate i know the feeling it's like especially when you get fully into it if you don't do it, it's like a it's a withdrawal symptom like addiction suffering isn't it you're in yeah. there raging yeah I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So thanks everyone for joining. We'll, we'll jump into it. This is, um, I've sort of pitched this live to you as in, ter in terms of the return, because you returned to the return to the feed, haven't you? You've been, you've been absent for a while. We'll get onto that a bit later, but um, just to sort of set some context, you were one of the first creators I stumbled on um, when I started this Instagram journey. And I loved the, loved the content that you were putting out. And I love the personality behind the constant stories and keeping people updated, you know, even seeing the purchase of the car and all the gym stuff, you know, it was, it was interesting. And I thought, I just started exploring these carousels. So you fall into the normal people like, you know, Dane Walker and uh, Christos, I can't pronounce his name, the Greek fella who's amazing. Hopefully he's not yeah, watching. Christos. Yeah, Christos, <laughs> um, but Christos, yeah, and then obviously stumbled across yourself and Dan Thomas, who I'm in regular contact with as well. Really sound guy. And, you know, you start thinking, I can do this. I can do this. But, yeah, I love, love the vibe, love the work ethic. And um, I ended up listening to this podcast with yourself and Dan Thomas where you talked a bit more about your background and cold calling. Yes. And that sort of that sort of struck me as, oh, okay, well, there are some similarities between people out there, especially in the UK, because I currently work for an agency and I used to do a horrendous cold calling job. It was, it was awful, but I can talk about mine a little bit later. Dan Thomas is in the place. We're just speaking about you, Dan. You come up on every live. He's everywhere. He's 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 everywhere. That dude. It's annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying, isn't it? Wherever he goes, he's there. Yeah, I know. Follows me, man. <laughs> he won't stop inboxing me. No, it's uh, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, he's, a he's an absolute um, He is, man. He is. Shout out to Dan. What's up, the sales dudes? So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about sales from the ground up, then, Danny. Tell us a bit more about yeah. your cold calling background. I'm interested to know. Um, so yeah, I, my first actual proper job was, uh, was sales. Um, it was a wine broker job. Um, okay. Complete, completely trying to like, my pals worked in this job. They're earning a shitload of money 
and I, I begged him for a job for like a year and he wouldn't give it to me. He finally gave it to me. And I literally, it was pretty much like Wolf of Wall Street, effectively. You're just hammering phone all day long, trying to get people interested in wine. Um, <laughs> and it was brutal, man. I was petrified. I was rubbish. I was terrible. I used to hang up on prospects before they'd even answer and pretend I was having phone calls. Um, wow. I was absolutely shocking um, at tele tele sales and, and, and having, having a conversation, let alone a selling to people i was at that point i wasn't even capable of selling i couldn't even hold a conversation it was terrible um it was just really just fear anxiety really um this perception of what a sale is versus what we know it to be right it's just a conversation but back yeah. then uh, you had this you know you've got to come across a certain way you've got to speak a certain way you've got to get through this pitch you've got to, so many things are running through your your head at that time uh, and if you chuck in a little bit of doubt or lack of confidence, then you're you're going to have a stinker. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's where I, I lived in that space for quite a long time, up until the point they nearly like sacked me. Um, so I was like, right, something's got to change. Something's got something's got to give. And then I just became a. I asked for all of the sales recordings for all of the top guys in in the office and girls. And it's just to sit there religiously listening to the objections that would come up. And I just realized there's only a few objections that typically are going to come up. Like in your presentation, there's going to be what, 10 to 15 at max that's going to come up. Yeah. So if you prepare yourself with those objection handles or ways that you can deal with them, it takes the anxiety of your next telephone call because you have a plan now. And that plan's based on the, the work ethic you've put in. Before it'd be like you get a script and it, you don't take ownership of that script really because you haven't wrote it. So what I did is I took that script and then I added the things that I knew were working for other people and then I just made it my own. And then it's just repetition, right? Yeah, for sure, man. I think, you know, any, anyone that's good at anything has done it a million times. They didn't get there at the start. And, you know, I, I was exactly the same. You get shoved with a headset on. You've got this script in front of you. I, I had to make 220 calls a day, something like that. And you, mm. you, were, you were tracked all the way through it. And yeah, shocking at the start, man. It was horrendous. We were we were ringing out of a, a phone book, ripped in half, split between two of you. Uh, go and sell these guys some advertising space in some bullshit um, council booklet or something like that. Oh yeah. man, it was hard. It was hard. It's, I'm so thankful, but I bet you're thankful for that training now. Oh now, yeah. I only make because I still do cold calling now. I actually really enjoy it, um, and I drum up. I only ring specific people, but I drum up quite a bit of interest um because i'm only ringing with one message and that is to try and get a meeting yeah and that, that's it or a video <laughs> call um but I, I quite like it but those targeted calls take a lot more time a lot more prep and i only make 30 20 30 a day yeah but, yeah i love it and but if i hadn't have done the groundwork that those 200 calls for a couple of years every day day in day out i'll, I'll be scared still i think yeah i think it's okay to like when you're selling like even now, like if I haven't been selling for a long time or period, I would still get a little bit of anxiety or like a little bit of nervousness getting on the phone again. Mm. It happens even now because the repetition, you're not sharpening your sword. So like I think people, like when it comes to selling, they think, okay, you get to a point and then you're just like that. Like no, you have to keep on, keep that craft going. You have to keep practicing. So when you say you still cold call, that's good news. Like. Some people are like, bloody hell, why are you still doing it? No, because you're sharpening your sword. You're in touch with what you're selling. You're on the ground. 
the best you will ever be is when you're in the hardest situation, situations because that's when you're learning, you get feedback. So, yeah, I like to, if you're ever feeling doubt or worry about selling, put yourself in a sales environment as much as possible and literally just mess up. I messed up so much, it was embarrassing. Like, I still do. Like, I think, bloody hell, why did I ask that? Or, damn, I should have asked that question this way. But you've always yeah. got to just kind of analyse and, 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 and take it back. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that you're doing it every day, the repetition, obviously, as you say, keeps the sword sharp. And you do find, like, I'll always just, the first couple of calls that I make in the day, I'll ring on, like, a follow-up list, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll try and just get the first di a couple of dials in that I know they're not going to pick up because they never usually pick up. Then once you've got that momentum and you start going, then I'll ring my more important calls that I've, I've I've got a chance with, but it's just push, pushing, starting the, the rock rolling down the mountain, isn't it? It's it's making that start, I think. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm always interested to hear about people's backgrounds, especially I've read Eddie Hearn's book recently, and that's amazing. It's he was he heavy into the door knocking, um, and it's a business book rather than a, a like a. It doesn't talk too much about boxing. Obviously, it does, and he starts talking about AJ and stuff like that. But yeah. the real interesting bit is this hardcore background, this point he had to prove to himself, um, and doing this door knocking and him being shit at the start, and then suddenly, you know, he's he's well, he's a he's a B class celebrity, I guess now. Oh man, he's caked. He's he, yeah, they've got to worry about anything ever again. I think that the the other thing is um, when it comes to because I just. <sighs> Every, everything just takes longer than we we anticipate. Everything. Mm. Like, we want to be good now, but shit just takes longer. Like, it takes three to five years of consistently doing the same thing to start getting momentum. You will might, you know, you might get there quicker. You might hit strike of luck. You might work harder than every people, other people. You might put more time in. You might get there quicker. But typically three to five years of consistently doing the same thing, then you're going to really start to see the benefits. And no one wants to really, they want it sooner, right? Everyone does, myself included. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just doesn't work like that, man. You have to pay a certain price. I just truly believe in that. You've got to pay the man. I completely agree, man. Yeah, overnight success. There's that quote, isn't there? Overnight success takes 10 years or whatever it is, and it truly does. You know, I, when I started the Instagram thing, I was like, oh, I'll get to however many thousand followers in no time. Jesus Christ. You have to work mm. hard for this, man. You have to work hard. Um, yes, but... Darren. You're meant to be on holiday, mate. Get off the live. Darren's a client of mine. To be <laughs> fair, Darren, Darren's an absolute legend, right? Because we started doing Instagram coaching, like getting... <laughs> when he first came to me, he was just like getting on camera and he was just, I remember him doing like a long walk. I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's, he's at a marketplace, he's traders. And he All was right. just talking about, he's, <laughs> I'll never forget this Darren. He's talking about his converse and how much they hurt on a long walk. Now, the guy's consistently doing two to three K in uh, a day on his software for FX trading. He's, if you see the guy on camera now, unbelievable. And again, that's like a year and a half ago of consistently getting on front of the camera consistently getting on camera now his prod product and how he presents himself in that marketplace is is unreal he's going to make millions 100 percent he's going to make millions and help a lot of people it just takes Amazing. time it literally takes time so if you're watching this and you're one of those people worried about getting on camera worried to make sales you're you're you have to take action like the moment you feel that anxiety nervousness that's 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 the area you grow into that's not a reason to be scared like it's okay to acknowledge that fear 
but you're basically slowing down your progress by not taking action. Yeah, I think camera's, camera's a big one, isn't it? I, I don't know if you know uh, Harrison H Creative, but he, he starts by saying, uh, he, I, I did a live with him and he, he's saying that, you know, just make it as simple as possible. And Dan Thomas coming up again, bloody hell, you're right, he's everywhere. But Dan Thomas said, just film yourself, but don't send it out anywhere. And yeah. just practice behind the scenes. And that's what I did with my with my cold call scripts. I'd go home and I'd try and try and learn them and say them to my missus. And she's like getting annoyed, but you know, you know, you know the yeah. feeling there. But you, 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 yeah, you've got to practice. And if you feel uncomfortable practicing out in the open, which I feel is best, then just practice a little bit at home. And, and those small steps is, is so much better advice than just trying to go all out, I think, and, and failing and feeling bad about it. The, the, the camera thing's big, right? Because yeah. I would say the biggest thing that's grown my confidence as a person, other than learning how to sell actually back then, is getting on camera. Because it's not so much that you can now get on camera and say some fancy words. It's, it's the person you need to become to get the content out there. And like, I don't know, you just become a different human being. Like when you commit to it and you start putting yourself out there, and you do it confidently, you do it consistently, you become the person you, you know you envision. Yeah. And, and it's more than just the content, it's the becoming, it's that journey. You, you go on that anxiety, the deleting, the fucking up, the, all of that <laughs> is such a process, you will grow in confidence on the back end. Um, I used to do the exact same thing, record myself, try and get it within 90 seconds, a value piece of content as a story, and if I liked it, great. I would just post it up on socials. Like, that's my story done for the day. If I didn't, I'd just delete it. And it takes the anxiety out. Like, that's it. It's done. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a big thing in that, isn't there? If, I think you, you've, got, you've got to remember, like, it's never, ever going to be 100% perfect. So that acceptance of that is, is big for most people. I think people, when they put the first thing out, they want it to be polished. But it, it never will be. Even the creators, you know, with, with a million followers, are they doing stories? Nothing's perfect about it. They still say the word, er, they still mess up. They've still got a bit of food on the shirt or a bean in the moustache or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think get, getting over that's the first hurdle and then just practising slowly. But always interesting to hear people's thoughts, especially backgrounds as well. Um, on how you build that confidence up and, and how you get to where you are. But the next thing I wanted to, to touch on was was the agency and how you went transition from, from that cold calling role into mm. your, your, your role or setting up, not your role, your company, Gravity 7. Yeah, so um, just got fed up of that industry, really. I just, it, was, it, it was just painful. I didn't like that starting all over again every month. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. And I started a good, I started to basically, I still was involved in the investment side. I would generate leads and I would close the business myself. I was like, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm not going to work for anyone else because a couple of companies went wrong. There's a couple of things that issues. I was right, I'm just going to do it myself. So I used to just get on the, get on the phone to Google and talk there. I literally spend hours on the phone to them. They'll show me how to set up ad campaigns, I'd create a landing page and then I'll generate lead and then I'll, I'd make a sell myself. And I just kept doing that, repeating that, repeating that. And then got to the point where clients would like, well, I want you to do the same thing for us. Like you're getting good results. And that's really how the agency started. It was just like Google ads, lead gen. Um, and now it's, I was like, right, I really want to niche down. Um, so we focused on boutique fitness brands. So we had like, I don't know, 30 F45s on at one point. Clients, we had all the boutique gyms in, in London, Foundry, all of that. Um, and we were scaling, we was growing quite fast. And then obviously COVID hit. 
And yeah. literally like 95% of the clients just gone instantly because they didn't have an online offering and they wasn't open. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting month to be fair. That was oh, an interesting month. Yeah. 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 Was interesting. It was, do you know what? It was, it was good because the model that we had for boutique gyms, although we could deliver a great service and they was getting loads of customers, the, the two, it would just wasn't right. So it forced my hand to go and explore bigger clients, bigger retainers, and then do video production, which is something that I wanted to add on as a service anyway. So we, nice. we massively pivoted within a matter of weeks, really, and just started selling to like more corporate um, and finance again, which, and, and we've been doing really well since. Okay. And have you, has the gym um, client base sort of boosted back up since reopening? I haven't taken them back, man. I haven't taken gym clients back. So some came back, the ones that I'd worked with from the beginning. Um, and, but I've, I've said, no, I had one just yesterday. I gave to another agency um, because I just don't, it's not an industry that I want to serve anymore. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm getting, it's just, I think when you run an agency and this is what I've, I've figured out, right. You have to get really, you can help everyone. Yeah. That's but a problem we face. Yeah. Whether yeah. you should help everyone is a different story. Um, and sometimes taking money because it, it, you think you can help them isn't uh, the best thing to do. Just sometimes you become a busy fool. Um, so for me, it's about being really targeted on who we work with now. And just yeah, so, getting so up. Yeah, so yeah. important, I think. Yeah, what's we're, it, we're what's it like at your agency? Well, I, I head up the, the sales or partnerships, as we call it, for the content arm. So the content part of the business. And we put our eggs in sort of two baskets about two years ago. One was sports sponsorship and the other one was hospitality. Mm. So when COVID came, all of our hospitality clients, and we work with some big ones, you know, like Green King and Marston's, and um, we've done stuff with Subway, everything was just gone in terms of what we the, the revenue that you expect to come through the door every single month uh, on a project basis mostly so luckily we we, we had a, a client base uh, in the b2b sort of corporate space um which served us quite well existing it was hard to pick up new clients but existing clients kind of propped us up and we're now back into sort of the growing phase which is which is good and obviously with, with pubs reopening and a lot of our clients being drinks brands, big drinks brands, and pub groups and restaurants, it's all right. Yeah, we're, we're back where we need to be and we're getting new new business coming in. Um, and that's, in, you know, it's multifaceted. It's it's all the way from social and PR to uh, to video and content and gamification and stuff. So it's, it's exciting stuff. Um, mm. But it was, a t you know, it was a worrying time for any business, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Crazy. What, so what, what is your plans with this brand? You're like, how are you juggling the two? How are you finding that? Well, I'm fi finding it tough, man. It's very time consuming, uh, but I enjoy it. You know, I, I needed a creative outlet, wait, you know, halfway through COVID and lockdown and stuff. And obviously, as I said at the start, I stumbled across a few creators. Like, I, I can do that, definitely do that. Um, and I was just started waking up earlier, just waking up a bit earlier and just create like messing around with a few carousels, not posting them. I was one of those where I, everything I've said's a bit of a um, bit of a contradiction. I waited until I was really, really happy before before posting anything, which I think was the first of May. I gave myself a deadline: first of May, whatever I've got is going out. 
Um, I wasn't in it for any sort of monetary gain at all because I'm happy with it, happy where I am at my, with my job. But mm-hmm. then I started getting a few clients coming through after they saw the content, and I'm like, okay, this is this is a viable sort of source of income for me, providing I can get the model right and the pricing and the and the productization, which I'm looking at at the moment. And yeah, it's it's, it's going well. Plans for it. Don't really know, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not a necessity. There's a reason I get up at five o'clock in the morning and come down and make carousels. And it's because I, I just enjoy doing it, man. I love making yeah. content. I've made it for years. Um, I, I'm not a designer, but I'm so, slowly sort of turning into one and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, fair play, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's it good is. Yeah, it's good. I, um, as you, I don't know if you know this, but when I'm not a graphic designer at all, like, Canva is my limit, like <laughs> so. I I was introduced to carousels through Dane Walker. Yeah, I love Dane. His stuff's amazing. Yeah. So, so me, Dane, Dane created tons of my carousels. Like me and Dane worked together for about a year. All right, um, cool. Yeah, so Dane, Dane, yeah, me and Dane, and I kind of just stopped doing it because I it, again, man, when you're when you're trying to grow an agency you're juggling so many plates and I hired a few people and it just wasn't a priority for me to, and I was, what was happening is I was posting carousels even now, like, and I don't do the whole kind of sitting there engaging with everyone doing the whole engagement before and after <laughs> everyone's Danny's client. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I kind of just lost a little bit of love with it to be honest with you. And I was like, right, where is, I've got limited time in my day. I know this thing is important to my business, mm-hmm. but I'm not even at the point where I'm capitalizing on me posting anymore. I'm not following up with leads. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So it was just best for me to like down tools really uh, and focus energies on like systems processes. <laughs> it's the sexy bod. It's the bald head mate. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of why I just took a long, long ass break from posting carousels. And also, obviously Dane's content is a certain standard right so then to find someone that can then go and deliver the same level of graphic design and it be just like the same content it's hard it was really hard so I just kind of just parked it for ages man yeah he's the he's the pinnacle isn't he I think or very very close to the pinnacle of Instagram carousel design so ain't that right governor yeah <laughs> um <laughs> um so i think yeah so you had that break and you were worried about sort of worried about coming back at the same certain level that dane had given you content wise couple things mate being lazy being a perfectionist focusing on other areas of the business like nail down yeah and this is the thing that i always say to people and i don't know if they like it or not but why you ask yourself why you're on the platform if you like creating content you think it's fun then do that if you're trying to build a business you know where does it fit in within your business like there's understand why you are on the platform at that part of my journey it wasn't serving me because i wasn't making the most of it so me sitting there and going back and forth on carousel design wasn't going to make a blind bit of difference to the amount of money we made as a business Mm. um it was more about building some systems, some processes, uh, and hiring some people, which I've done now, which is why now I'm back on, right, right, let's get content going again. Let's get some ads going. Let's fill up the funnel. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm loving the new uh, loving the new look as well. So is that you on Canva doing your own stuff, or are you outsourcing? Nah, so, yeah, <laughs> so we've got, we've got a graphic designer in the team now. 
So we hired oh, nice. him, yeah, graphic designer joined the team. So that's all his work. So now I literally I put an idea in there. Um, the team will kind of like get some of it, all the graphics together and post it out for me. I just got to remember to engage with it, <laughs> which I still don't. <laughs> that's so one kind of, of the like dream, right? It's how I wanted it to be before, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's one of the pain points in it that you've got to do your engagement, and it's a sad fact. I think you, you have got to do that if you want to, if you really want to grow your following. Um, but are you seeing are you seeing leads come through now? I know you've only been back on for a few posts, but are you, are you feeling um, more positive about it and upbeat? Obviously, yeah, seeing something like Instagram is just how much time you spend on the platform. I, I promise you this, I was spending hardly any time, I was getting hardly anything back. The more time I spend it, the more conversations I had, the more engagement you get, the more, the more you get out of it. It's just basics, like we want to complicate it. I guarantee you right now, look at Tyler, right? Look at Tyler's content. It's the other sales, Tyler, oh, I can't remember. Archer. Name, the sales guy, right? Yeah, New yeah. Zealand. His content, design-wise, he would openly tell you shit, like, who just go on Canva, get like a Marvel dude, put it on the front. He's grown, <laughs> he's grown ridiculously well because of the relationship he builds on that journey and, and how much time he spends on the platform. <laughs> Don't look at Tyler, <laughs> shit. I get hope this, he's not watching. Get the PowerPoint guy out of here, man. Get the PowerPoint guy <laughs> out of here. <laughs> um, but this is like, if you're sitting here, yes, you do need content. You do need content, but you can, you can, grow by just building relationships and engaging with people i promise you so if you yeah. can i remember i remember speaking to christos at the we was at the exact same it was like 50k each and all the way from like 3k and yeah. i looked one day we were sharing the screen and he spent like 12 hours now he probably had instagram on in the background on his computer right but i was like 12 hours i was spending like four hours a day on instagram Twelve. So look, these people that are growing crazy, they're spending a lot of time on the platform. Trust me. It's not just about their great content. They're building relationships. They're going back and forth with people. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I think with Tyler, every time, every post I ever go on, it always says liked by Tyler. Yeah, so mate, he's he, everywhere. He is on it. He's on it like crazy. And he's got a job. And he's got a job. He's a wicked guy. I love Tyler, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, and he's he got a full-time job as well. So he's, his relationship must be in tatters because there's not much time for anyone else. <laughs> I know, or he's just not doing any work. He's remote working and just ha, 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 like, 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 like. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, Literally. yeah, talking, talking about family life, yeah, it's obviously it's tough. So I know you have the hour in the morning with the kids, obviously, but how do you, you know, running your own business, how do you shut off at night and go, right, that's enough. I need some family time because that's something I I'm struggling Look, with. This is what's happening outside my window right now. <laughs> this is my life. Like, the... <laughs> There is no shut off. It's con it's continuous. Like I keep thinking these people. I used to believe in like work life balance. Uh, you got to get this. And it's this. I don't know who created that dumb sentence. There is no work life balance, mate. It's not. It is. It's constant. Mm -hmm. And if you are trying to get to a place where to achieve something you've never achieved before, there's always going to be sacrifices of time, typically. That might be other people around you, it might be your own time. It's probably going to be a bit of both. Yeah. I don't think this, this balance thing is, is, is actually happening. It's, not, it's never going to happen. So if that's in your head, take it out. Just accept that if you want to achieve something, 
of like more growth, then you're gonna have to, you've got to pay the price. Like there's gonna be a price to be paid. You're not gonna get a balance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it depends on what type of person you are. You know, if you're happy with your nine to five and you wanna to, want to sit down with your wife or your kids or watch Netflix or whatever, that's fine. But if you've got high aspirations and you wanna grow, Jesus, it's it is. There's no shot of someone reported Mate, my comment. <laughs> someone I, reported I, Dan's I comment. Down, I sit down and watch Netflix and stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do all the same things, but you know, if it depend, it all depends on your own goals and what you're trying to achieve. Like that, yeah. it's, it, it, we all know that if we want to achieve something more and we're doing the same shit that we've done for the last five years, probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you, I also you're going to get the I, same results. Yeah, I also do think as well, time, how you spend time. So I used to be really shit in the time that I spent with my family and kids. I'll be thinking about work. I wouldn't really be present. So now I'm better at the time I do spend rather than spending more time. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's, it's a constant battle, in, like internal battle in the mind, and it's to stay focused on family when you're there. Jesus. I just always make sure Saturday I'm shut off. I'll do a tiny bit in the morning. As soon as my daughter wakes up, take her to kickboxing. I'll go for a run, and then it's family time and just nice food, basically. But every other day, man, you go like hell for leather. Yeah. Are you, te so, are you teaching people how to sell through Instagram? Then is that kind of like one of the one of the things you've been doing, or you just been creating content? Um, yeah, I've been helping. Interestingly enough, it's um, it's people that aren't on Instagram that take up the majority of my clients. They're, um, they're setting up their own businesses and they're looking to, looking to grow and they need more growth plans. And it's interesting, they all wanna know how to sell. Everyone wants to know how to sell and how to sell their products effectively and who to, but it's coming right back to the foundational level because you say, describe this in one sentence or tell me, tell me what you know, your messaging is. And it comes back to a brand level, I feel, and I always yeah. look at it like there's a brand based foundation level, whatever you want to call it at the bottom. Then you got to work out, out how to package and market it. Then you can sell it. Um, and yeah, even though everyone wants to sell, I've taken back to the basics and back to the bottom and just say, you know, we need to spend a couple of sessions working this stuff out and you need to go away and think about, you know, who you're serving audience first all the time and, and what, the, what your offer is. And then it's, then it's a case of, of pushing them forward so yeah it's there's a couple of instagram coaches in there that i'm helping uh, but nice. mainly you know these are these are guys selling b2b solutions that are, want my help in articulating a message and and yeah just stuff like crms and, and knowing what data to put into them and just setting up Mate, I geek out on crms man yeah i, I love it man. I, I love really it what's your favorite out. crm oh what's that what's your favorite crm i i use hubspot i love HubSpot. same yeah yeah, so I geek out on HubSpot and workflows and all that stuff, and I bore the shit out of people. Like that is probably one of my <laughs> secret geeks. Um, but yeah, like the amount of people that don't use a CRM is frightening. Like even on a basic level, like go to HubSpot and create a free account with HubSpot. It's free, free. yeah. Just start putting your leads into HubSpot and just capturing. Get the Google Chrome extension. When you send an email, you can track the lead into the CRM, so it's minimal effort. And then before you know it, three, six months, you'll have a client base that you can go back to and sell to. Like it is the most easiest thing to set up, yet most small businesses or solopreneurs don't, don't use a CRM. Um, Notion's great 
Sean Archer. No, we've had, the, we've had this chat, haven't we, about Notion. Yeah. You use ClickUp. I think Notion's well, great, but not for CRM. You know, data segmentation, no. and, and if you ever want to plug into your email marketing, you're not going to be able to do it through Notion. This is it. So, yeah, so, like, Notion's great. It's a great store of information, mm. but... It, then it's very hard to then you've got to create Zay, Zapier connect with Zapier to make it do something else. Whereas if you've got a CRM that is going to be your sales system for your business, it's going to be, it's built for that one purpose. Yeah. You literally will just plug and go. Um, yeah, that, that is just like bog standard. Go and get a free HubSpot account. I can't um, praise HubSpot enough, man. I've, I've worked with Dynamics, Salesforce, <laughs> a few bespoke ones. HubSpot is by far the best. It's yeah. a, and they put of the best blogs and content and training, everything around it is, is amazing. Yeah, no, um, they're, great. they're great. Last thing I wanted to touch on, Dan, because we'll wrap this up at probably about another five, ten minutes. Sure. Um, obviously, we talked about where you come from, what you were doing before the carousel creations. What are the plans, man? What, where, where are you taking this? Not just like, Instagram, yeah. I mean, I mean business-wise as well, Instagram business. Can I be open with you, right? I've really struggled the last couple of months with this question because, again, like we're just serving way too many people. Um, so it's only recently I'm like, right, we have to niche back down because it feels right. like when you have a niche and you, you serve one, one industry, marketing is just completely overpopulated. Like there's so many people doing marketing now especially what I do, funnels and advertising. So I'm literally about to niche down to the financial markets. Um, and I'm just going to go fucking absolutely bonkers. I've got so many case studies for, like one of our club whiskey investment companies has done like 1.8 million in like six months from just like our ads. So wow. I've got some crazy case studies and I'm just going to niche down. You know, as an agency, right? I don't know if there's any other agency that, that fear of having to niche down. Are you going to exclude this and this and this? You, you still could take on clients. You just don't market to them and advertise. So I'm going to get laser focused on that advertising and, and niche down to financial markets again. Um, and I'm just going to go bonkers with ad spend. <laughs> nice <laughs> one. Leads. Yeah. So, I know it will scale to about like the goal. The next, the goal is to get to hundred K a month. Um, and then I, and, and build team to support that. The, I would much right now, I'm too much involved in every part of the business. So to me that that's painful, that's painful because I would rather us generate more less sales and me have less involvement then just go to 100k so if i can get to 100k and be less involved maybe do strategy selling market inside i i'm i'm in like that's the goal it isn't so yeah. much i want to make x amount of millions x amount of this is about can i do it and not have to be the person pulling all the pieces together on delivery if i can do yeah. that i'm fucking winning yeah nice man i think you know you're working in the business or on the business big big difference in that big difference yeah. Um, and it's a, my, my best mate is my boss and he's very much has to be involved in nearly every single decision. He's creative director and managing director. And it's, mm. you know, it's, it's bonkers. He, he should be looking at how we can really transition and, and, and blow up and well, not necessarily just become famous, but boost up that retained revenue, I guess, to, to a, like a massive level where you're already in profit before the doors open. 
um, yeah. which is is a is a big big thing. But yeah, that, that that's nice one. I think niching down is something everyone's scared to do. It's a lot easier when you're a personal brand and you can do it on Instagram and change it every three months or every three weeks or three minutes. But when you've got a team underneath you and you've got a family and you've got you know bills to pay and, and doors. Um, sorry, not doors, lights to keep on and, and food to put in people's mouths, your, your family and your team, that niching yeah. down thing and the exclusion. If you niche down, you, you, you're excluding like 95% of business that might come your way. But I think yeah. one good way to look at it, man, is exactly what you said. It's not that you won't deal with them. It's not that you can't sell to them or serve them, but you're just not marketing to them. I'll tell you what, right? If everyone in, this, in here, all thousands of you watching, um that go and buy alex hormozzi's a million dollar deals sales oh fuck I've absolutely hash that it's <laughs> yeah it's called one uh, the hundred million dollar man they call him he's the he's the highest generating business out of click funnels he's he, he had gym launch but he's just released the book it's 99 percent right this book talks about how to create an offer but he talks about this, like defining your niche. And yes, okay, you might be excluding, but also if you became, if you go into like a sub niche category you, and you deliver a service, you can also charge 10 times more mm. because you are that person in that industry that is specifically doing that job. So, and then it just clicked for me because like, that's how I was getting in the UK for gyms, like the boutique gym scene. I was getting in that position and I was like, well, I just had the wrong offer. Like that marketplace, I wasn't charging enough. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, I've got a couple of retainers for finance companies now that are huge retainers. And I've got case studies. Why am I not just doing that? Like I know that industry. Just go and surf. And I, if I become the, the go-to agency for funnels and advertising, paid ads for financial services, wealth management, so on and so forth. I would just go on a performance-based deal and, and charge X amount more because I am the go-to person. Yeah. yeah yes, sure. M, M's a legend as well, Ember. Ember used to work with me and he started his own agency, smashing it. Oh, nice, nice. You know, yeah, anyone can start an agency, but to smash it, you know, everyone wants an agency, you know, it's great, but so many hats to wear and I think you've, you've Capped it off there, man. I think I'm going to check that book out because Don't niching down is, is so... The riches are in the niches, man. <laughs> everybody, that. everybody go to acquisition.com and watch his free course. I mean, how this dude is giving it away for free is unbelievable. But go, go, go and check that out and then send me a DM that you've gone and seen it. It's, it's absolutely... Uh, and Dan, we're going to smash up your ads as well, mate. I think we're going to have to go and smash up his house, man. The amount of grief he's given us both. <laughs> Listen, don't mess around with Dan Tot. He's like the Swiss army knife of men. He can break up well. He can semi-break dance. He does old man break dancing. He can do everything. DIY. DIY, cakes. yeah. He, he, he's a consultant. He does web. He's everything. He's like a Swiss army knife. But one last, last thing I will say, right? Go on, man. Um... I used, to, I used to be very, very stubborn in who, like, I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. I don't have to invest in this. I don't want a coach. I don't want this. I'm not going to say that you should go and get a coach, right? But look for ways where you can invest to, to widen your network. 
So like, for example, Dan's got an Instagram accelerator. It's actually ridiculously cheap. That's a bad word, cheap. It's ridiculous amount of value. I can, I can testament to that, yeah. Best like, investment I made. thousands of pounds, the amount of accountability you get. So to get access to that network of people, that support for that price, that might be where you're at and that'll get you to the next part of growth. So look for these places where you can get into network with people that are just in front of you so you can ask the important questions. And the more you invest either time or money there, I've seen it, you will, your business will grow. Oh yeah, there we go. Em's, Em's put the, uh, the book yes, link there forever up. Thank you, mate. Nice one, man. And yeah, just to add, add a bit more to what you were saying about the investment side of things, I made a couple of investments, bought a couple of courses. They're all right. But I think when the accountability is there and you're in a network of similar peers, Jesus, you, you do, my growth's exploded. I, I did down a testimonial the other day, and I know there's another round where he's accepting people into this accelerator coming soon. So anyone that's still listening, definitely go and check out Dan's Accelerator course for Instagram. It's helped my growth, Absolutely. helped my messaging, helped my clarity, and, and yeah, it's popping. I'm not mentioning Dan Thomas on any lives ever again now. That's it. He's like a virus, man. <laughs> Swiss Army virus. <laughs> right, mate, anyway thank you, for, thank you for having me mate my pleasure man thank you for taking the time out and for all the advice you've given me and everyone that's watching and, and listening this will be up on spotify and apple Podcasts in the next day or so um and i will tag you in a link and if anyone's missed any and wants to go and check anything or rewind digitally whatever you want to do it'll be up on those platforms but thanks again danny and thanks everyone for for tuning in see you soon